Hello, everyone. My guest today is Meliksha Üfner. He's the founder and CEO of Taledo.com. Taledo.com connects talented digital professionals with market-leading companies. Corporations as well as early-stage startups are using their platform to grow their teams efficiently as possible. So, Meliksha, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Hi. Pleasure to be with you. Yeah, it's it's nice to have you. So you're in Berlin um, as well as I am, um, and you're yeah you're known in the in the Berlin startup scene. Um, but how did that all develop, and how did you get to where you are today? Thank you, thank you for having me again. Uh, to the audi- hello to the audience. Uh, I am Mel Meliksha Unva, yeah, but uh, AKA Mel. Um, I'm from southern Germany originally, from Reutlingen. That's where I was born. My parents come from Turkey, but they came in the 60s very early. And then um, uh, we moved away from Reutlingen when I was very small. That's, that's near Stuttgart. But then we moved back, uh, me and both, brother, both of my brothers, who are two and four years younger, respectively. We all studied in Reutlingen. It's a small, very interesting school, the ESP Business School. I have been, um, I've studied very quickly and uh, like I, we all studied business administration and I went to, um, to, to Reading near London and to the US for some time for overall around two years. And um, then I came to Ger- back to Germany to, to work with Boston Consulting. So different story actually in the beginning. And then I came to Berlin to found something because in 2013, because I had already founded something when I was a kid. I liked trading on eBay and I traded a lot. So I, I signed up for like register the company. I, I was very young. And <laughs> then nice. um, what did you sell back then? Uh, oh, it was fountain pens. I imported fountains like a uh, limited edition, very expensive. They were uh, five to 700 bucks, uh, like the recommended price each with certificates and stuff. I liked them for myself. I collected pens. So I started to trade those I didn't like. Or I just, I like too much, so I bought too many of them. <laughs> so then, and then people, and I, I always was very open with the things I liked and didn't like, but people really paid good prices for them and they demanded more and more. And I, so I bought all I could. Uh, so that's how it started. But then uh, here now, 2000, we are 2013, I'm in Berlin. I met Jan Beckers from the Hitfox group back then. They were very small back then, 30 people, but it was already founded already successful. So I joined them. We, we scaled to around 200, 250 people within around one and a half years. And that was my responsibility. It's like to grow everything kind of correct, like in a way that works for the company and sustainably. That worked uh, gratefully. So uh, now they're probably four digit, 12 to 1300 people. I don't know exactly. We were 13, 2013 as a reminder. So they grew very quickly. That's now the Ionic group, etc. But to end of 2014, uh, my brother and my co-founder Marcel and my youngest brother Murshil and then Jasper, Julius, etc. We all joined forces and looked into things we liked to found. We took some time, interestingly, we took roughly two years to decide on what we want to do. Then we founded Talido in 2017, February launched it. What we do is we are an AI-powered end-to-end recruiting platform. That means if you want to recruit people, not manage candidates you already have, that's something else, that's administration. If you want to recruit top talented people, you come to platforms like us or similar. We focused on Germany, on digital roles, IT, product, online marketing, etc. And now we've launched Solido Medical. 
um, soft launched so far. Talgo Medical is the same uh, technology applied to the, uh, the recruiting of doctors, doctors and nurses. So that's, that's our concept. We really want to focus on clients who want to get, attract top talents and really recruit, sign them, sign contracts. They pay a monthly fee. They pay mixed models. Some pay very high prices. So we recruit flat rate for them. They replace their in-house recruiting. Some other clients, those who want to grow fast, some other clients, they simply take parts of it. They just on individual roles, we focus and fill them within uh, like a short period of time. And they pay us a monthly fee plus a success-based fee for these kind of searches. So it's a platform-assisted solution where we basically are very quick in hiring people for clients. Interesting. What does the average customer pay for that? Oh, that's a very good question because we can't answer that question that directly um, because we have different models. But say, let's answer differently the way it makes more sense, like maybe for some of the uh, audience, maybe. Uh, they pay, say, per placement, a permanent position. It's not like a freelancer. It's a permanent position. Unbefristete Arbeitsvertrag in Germany or befristet, but it's a Festanstellung. For that, you pay on average, if you do it yourself in-house, around 15 to 25,000 euros. Uh, for, like, it's, it's, for example, I back-end software developer, product manager, or online marketing manager, around 80,000 euros salary on average in Germany, say. That kind of role, you pay maybe 20 to 25,000 to headhunters, 15 to 25,000 if you do it yourself. And with us, you pay between 10 and 15,000 per placement. Just because we're more efficient. And it goes down. For clients who hire more than that, we have been able to push it below 10,000 euros per placement. That's, but that's very efficient then and very fast and good people. But that's not with every client. That's not possible with every client. They have to cooperate with us very well too and they have to uh, understand the platform well and be interested in the platform. Then that works very well. Understood. Okay. I think that applies to all kinds of platforms, not only us. So this kind of concept that the client also has to want to be work to work with you then things go smoother smoother and more efficiently of course understood okay so you have you or you you're you already started young kind of like as an entrepreneur selling stuff on ebay but what were some of your top resources starting your first real business <laughs> where, where did you My resources. good question so back then let me think so maybe i was a teenager so that's early 2000s, maybe end of 90s. So um, back then I just had my computer uh, and internet, I did. I mean, that's that sounds stupid now, but in, in 2000 and 2001, maybe two or 3% of households in Germany, I guess, just from my gut, had internet. You can research that, but that's probably accurate. 2% maybe or less. I don't know. I don't know. But very few people had households had real good internet and uh, that worked stably. And I, I had that. Thankfully, my father was always very advanced in that thinking. We had, we were one of the very households to have ESDN, very her first households to have DSL and flat rates. So I had that. I had a computer. That's it, and very minimal capital. So I had worked uh, as a side jobs to have my own money, and that's what all I had. Yeah, and myself, my research. Unfortunately, little to no mentoring because I grew up in a village. German Understood. southern. That was the most important part, but I didn't have any mentoring, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and and what, do you, what do you think is your core skill now, making uh, a company successful and basically getting them, getting your companies where they are today? So first of all, I all don't never define myself as successful or describe. <laughs> I think that would need a lot more. And uh, I'm very, let's say, uh, also not very patient with myself and very relentless. So many people like me feel the same way, even if I was 10 times more better than I am now. So, but uh, that's a part, let's say, just simply today founding a company and making it run is not that simple over years uh, in a sustainable fashion without any illegitimate things going on or illegitimate markets. So we do recruiting, it's legitimate We don't uh, rip anybody off. We don't sell uh, illegal things. So we're just a legitimate business in a very difficult, on the very difficult, difficult circumstances, such as now and before that. Even Germany is not a very friendly place to found companies. I have to admit, but um, in general, I think it's the pure um, tenacity of my team and uh, of ourselves and the patience and strength and belief of our clients. And our investors, that's our main resources. And so what I do, what is my part in that is just with me and my co-founders and really keeping it together and keeping the vision and the hope and the strength, the optimism, um, uh, the belief that we'll be very big one day uh, um, ahead there. So that there's always lights. That's what we're doing. And that's what all the founders are doing who I know. Yeah, no, makes makes sense. Yeah, do you have do you have any principles that you apply to your business? Hmm, very good question. Very broad. I I like the open way of your questions, so people can uh, angle them in their own way. Let me think. Um, I think I just have the same principles as as I had when I worked with Hitfox, for example. Now Ionic. So let's say let's apply my principle recruiting because maybe that's a good start. Uh, when I recruit for ourselves, for Talido, because that's where I apply my principles the most, because I believe in selection, not in training so much. Training is something you always have to do anyways. That's something you can do better always. Of course, that's where I think we all agree. Training someone 20 hours more a year who works 16 hours, 1600 hours in Germany on average a year, 20 hours more on 1600 hours more. That's very efficient. Training people is very efficient. But there is only so much you can do. And there are people you can train better. It's just better to train them. I mean, even when you train, say, um, animals, even if you train when you train animals, um, you select one of a hundred to train. That's what they do in police, for example, at police uh, officers. When they, when they select their companions for life, They, they test up to 100 of them to check whom they should invest the time in. So when we are at school, we sit there, I sat with 30 people at school and listen to the teacher and say physics. But it's the same teacher, it's the same room, it's the same location, the same food we eat every day until for lunch. But everyone is differently skilled in physics. Yeah. Everyone will grasp it differently. So what I do is I select And for my clients and myself. So everyone has different strengths. 
And um, what I apply most, for example, what I look at for most is at most is that people are incre have incredible tenacity and uh, strength and grit when they want to do things for them and the company, 10 out of 10 if possible. But when it comes to taking themselves too seriously, I like people who are more in the zero to four or five range. You yeah. understand? So, for example, people who want to like, who their primary goal of is to say drive very expensive cars, maybe like be very fancy or whatever, they maybe would like to do some sales, but even our salespeople are not like that really. So uh, that's, that's the most important part, I think, the, the discrepancy between taking themselves too seriously and their work very seriously. I had people who are, had different opinions on this, but I'm, I have kept this for many years and it has proved well for me. And the most important thing is meritocracy and loyalty. The most the two things, I, uh, the principles I follow were also some of the <laughs> leaders of our past, some warlords even, they said meritocracy and loyalty. And that's the most important things. Uh, people yeah, got it. Just don't go for, oh, this parents, this is the father of, this is the son of that person and this is royalty. I don't give a shit. Sorry, just don't get me wrong. Just look who, who performs well. Girl, guy, gay, I don't care. Tall, short, green, blue, eyes, uh, whatever skin. We don't care at our company at all and we live that and everyone knows that and we don't even communicating it. Just live it. And then we just appreciate if we want to keep someone, if we want to, and the performance is right, then we want to be loyal towards each other as, as far as it's possible. So that's, that's the most important parts for me, the principles I, I follow. Understood. Yeah, very cool. Thanks, thanks for the input. Um, where do you see your industry go in the next five years and in the next 30 years? You, the, industry, the recruiting industry? Yes, exactly. Um, Five years and third years. So <laughs> I think third years, even for God, is not possible anymore to look at the things I've I, I know. Just give, I know. Just give us your thoughts. Let's be funny, right? I mean, who am I to even see one year? One day, my dad was very angry with me because I had some exchange rates. He said, "How could you? Could you not see this with your track record?" Uh, like academic, whatever. I mean, it's very naive, of course, for someone who is not into business, but it's normal, I think. So he's, he he was saying why I wasn't able to foresee the currency exchange for one year in advance. And I told him, hey, if I could do it by the fourth digit after the comma within one second, I would be a billionaire. So foreseeing things is today, in today's world are impossible, but let's try. So five years recruiting industry, let me think. Um, I hope um, they say let's ignore Corona because Corona also can change everything. I just don't know how long it will go. But without Corona, I was looking at the business, which is growing very, very fast. I mean, it's been developing by around 10% per year over the last 10 years since the crisis. Of course, the basis was low because the crisis hit us and, and went down by 30%. The market since then recovered dramatically some companies have been growing in germany major companies by 25 percent per year over the last five years major companies and it's not been really seen that much so i think that would have continued with corona i think we will lose one to two years and i hope then it will recover again because it's it's an external shock and even the external shock away i hope also it's some of its causes and and consequences will go away. But I, I am not someone whom to ask this. I think I don't know whether anyone can answer this question. But that's where, so it would grow. 
and candidates would have been, had more power and still do. We still have a lot of businesses where candidates have a lot of power. Candidates can choose their companies. And don't forget, like Moneyball, I think was the film in the 70s, 60s, 70s. The main thing of the concept is also the baseball players in the U.S. didn't have any power. They had, they did have zero power. They, even stars were getting like um, paid the same as say back then a regular worker. Uh, but the uh, which is fine, of course. But I mean that was just that's in comparison what to the management made. Like of course didn't make sense. The, now the baseball players earn more money than the management, the companies. Yeah. Uh, behind them, the organizations. And I think that will happen in the U.S. It's already happening. So I think Sebastian Thun said, I think uh, that uh, uh, this one AI company was bought uh, and the uh, they just made an equi-hire for basically $700 million just for the top engineers they had there. So power is already changing towards the candidates. That will happen. And I think in 30 years, I really don't know because of automation. I don't know how the markets will change. I really don't yeah, know. But right. I think in any world out there, which is getting more complicated and faster, things will get more complicated and change faster. Technologies will change faster. That, will, that means there will be more recruiting probably for more specific niche professionals who will be paid incredible sums to hire for. So that's probably what happened to some extent. But how the solutions will be then that time will show yeah understood no very cool thank thanks so much for your for your view um okay last question before we wrap up here is um which role does personal branding play for you as a founder in the startup scene <laughs> i think it's very very of course important thing but i think as most uh, entrepreneurs who maybe listen to this will also agree that um, most of us do not um apply the resource and time we should we should of course personal branding is very important but most of us uh, don't prioritize it as highly as other things such as sales fundraising recruiting of top talents recruiting top techies developers etc so uh, it's very important i know that but i i think it's just not there in the priority list but i think that will change too over the next five years because people will see that personal branding as employer branding as everything else is very important to the company because it all links together. If you're as a CEO, have a personal brand or no personal brand, whatever, negative personal brand, that will affect your employer branding. And if your employer branding is affected, you will not uh, attract top talent in this world. If you don't have attract top talent, what do you have left then? What exactly? Computers? Do you have better computers than others? Do you have a better office than others? Do you have better cars than others? So back in the days, 100 years ago, it made a difference which machine you had and the people didn't matter. Anyone could say you could replace the workers on a machine. Um, I mean, it was still humans. You would have to treat them well. I hope they did. Uh, and, but today's world, it's all about the people. The machines, everyone has, it's all commodities. So personal branding affects employer branding, affects your company outputs. Very simple. That's why we have to all prioritize it higher. And that will, I think that's just a matter of time because we have these new tools which where we can also do it now, right? With LinkedIn, Xing, et cetera. We can do it more easily and Instagram than let's say 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, understood. Very uh, thanks. Thanks for your view on that. Okay, uh, let's wrap up here with the fantastic four. Question number one: Is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? 
for studying. I always like I'm the biggest groupie in the world of Elon Musk. Very cool. Yeah, Next that's question. All I have. Yeah. That's that's enough. Uh, do you have any routines that you strictly follow on a day to day basis? Uh, routines. Mm, let me think. Unfortunately, not really. I I do. That's all right. Um, some physical training, but very little. It's not worth mentioning. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, what's your favorite social media platform for business and what do you specifically use it for? Uh, can you repeat the question, please? What social media again? Uh, what, what's your favorite social media platform for business and what do you specifically uh, use of course, it for? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, if I have thoughts, then I'll post on LinkedIn. It's just a personal thing. I think Instagram is fine. Everything is fine for anybody who wants it. Personally, I prefer LinkedIn. I don't know why I was very early on it. Uh, I have a lot of followers uh, and um, so sometimes I post, but unfortunately, rarely. When I do, on, then on LinkedIn. Okay. Okay. Last question, uh, Meili. What do you wish you knew when you were 20 years old? When I was 10, I wish uh, I knew that uh, I shouldn't have probably studied. I should have just joined someone like me who's older. Yeah. And just more experience and said, hey, can I be your right hand? Can I just work for you, make coffee for you? Just whatever you want. Just let me learn from you. Let me just hang around. I will pay. Awesome. That's very what I cool. would have done if I was 20 years. Uh, but that's, uh, I mean, I, I had a very good academic way, uh, my way. Uh, it was fun. But still, I think uh, joining someone like that early is just very, very valuable. I did later. I joined Jan Beckers. But it was a little later. I should have joined earlier. Yeah. No, very much. Uh, thank you so much for your last statement. Uh, it was great to get your insights. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Just write me, mel at tali.com if you have questions, feedback, okay? Just no spam or anything, please. But mel at tali.com. I am just looking forward to hearing from you.